Steve's Weekly Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Steve's Weekly Podcast. You're listening to this on Spotify Music, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Lots to get through today so I'm literally going to start uh, by talking about the Apple event. Uh, So first of all... Uh, let's have a look and go straight into the Apple Watch Series 9. Uh, latest Apple Watch is equipped with uh, the most advanced S9 chipset, providing impressive power. Apple has introduced a new Siri Plus Health feature that allows users to engage with a voice assistant for reminders. Users can easily inquire, Siri, what's my heart rate? And receive instant data. The Apple Watch Series 9 uh, boasts a display brightness of up to 2,000 nits, doubling that of the Series 8 enhancing readability in bright sunlight. It maintains an all-day battery life of 18 hours. Moreover, the tech giant has also unveiled a novel double-tap gesture feature that simplifies actions like answering and entering ending calls, controlling music playback, scrolling through widgets, and more. The intuitive uh, feature can be activated with just your thumb and index fingers, eliminating the need for a physical interaction with the watch. Additionally, the watch is fueled by the latest WatchOS 10, uh, promising a range of new enhancements and functionalities for the Apple Watch. Furthermore, Apple revealed that the watch will be accessible to users starting next month, offering enhanced speed and performance compared to the Apple Watch Series 8. The pricing for the GPS version of the Watch Series 9 is set at $399, while the GPS Plus cellular uh, variant is priced at $499. Apple Watch Ultra 2 Apple has unveiled the second generation of the Apple Watch Ultra featuring the new S9 chip and watchOS 10. This iteration also incorporates a cutting-edge 4-core neural engine capable of handling machine learning tasks at double the speed of the original Apple Watch Ultra. Notably, it boasts the largest uh, display ever seen on an Apple Watch and reaches an impressive peak brightness of 3,000 nits, m- marking a 50% increase compared to the first-generation Watch Ultra. Additionally, a new modular Ultra watch face has been introduced, enhancing customization options. Furthermore, users can conveniently utilize on-device Siri to access and log their health data. The Apple Premium Watch offers a wide array of features and comprehensive health tracking capabilities, similar to the Apple Watch Series 9. It incorporates the innovative double tap gesture feature with regular use. It provides a substantial 36 hour battery life which extends to up to 72 hours in low, low power mode and it supports Bluetooth connectivity. The starting price for the Watch Ultra is set at $799. The iPhone 15. So Apple has officially launched the iPhone 15 featuring some noteworthy updates. One standout addition to the standard iPhone 15 models is Dynamic Island technology which replaces the tradi- traditional notch found on the 14 Pro models. Uh, this innovation offers users a more intuitive way to interact with their iPhones. Although the display size remains consistent at 6.1 inches, Apple has significantly boosted the brightness to an impressive 2000 nits, doubling the previous generation's capability. The standard iPhone 15 also boasts an enhanced camera system featuring a 48 megapixel primary camera with a quad pixel sensor and 100% focus pixels for rapid autofocus. It employs a 24 megapixel super high resolution default setting, ensuring detailed and sharp images while maintaining efficiency in image size. Additionally, users of the iPhone 15 can utilize 
the two times telephoto lens to capture photos at 0.5 times, one times, and two times zoom levels. The device introduces a new smart HDR system and a feature that automates portrait photo capture without the need for manual mode switching. The iPhone 15 is equipped with the A16 Bionic uh, SoC featuring two high power uh, performance. Um, cores that boasts a 20% reduction in power consumption alongside the 6-core CPU for enhanced performance. Apple's impressive 16-core neural engine is capable of handling uh, nearly 17 trillion operations per second. A a significant change uh, this year is the adoption of USB Type-C technology marking a departure from Apple's proprietary uh, Lightning connector. This shift embraces the universally accepted standard for charging and data transfer. The iPhone 15 also offers support for MagSafe and future QI2 wireless charging technologies. The iPhone 15 is priced at uh, uh, Rs. $79,900 in India and $799 in the US, offering a choice of three storage capabilities, 128, 256 and 512 gigabytes. It is available in five appealing colour options, including pink, yellow, green, blue and black. Pre-orders for the iPhone 15 will commence from September 15th, with the official sales starting on September 22nd. And I should also add that the Apple Watch... Uh, Series 9 and Watch Ultra 2 are also going to be available um, to buy uh, from September 22nd. However, pre-orders are available from now. The iPhone 15 Plus. The iPhone 15 Plus uh, features the remarkable Dynamic Island initially introduced uh, in the iPhone 14 Pro. Delivering an enhanced and dynamic user interface alongside its boosted performance, the iPhone 15 Plus introduces a vibrant color palette to enrich your experience. The 15 Plus uh, retains its 6.7-inch display size, but Apple has has elevated the bar by increasing the maximum brightness to an impressive 2,000 nits. In terms of camera specifications, the rear camera now features a 48 megapixel main sensor. This sensor supports one times and two times optical zoom modes, as well as the familiar 0.5 times um, ultra wide lens. Apple has also improved the portrait mode, enhancing its uh, low light performance. Moreover, the iPhone 15 Plus is driven by the A16 Bionic chip, which has pre been previously showcased in the 14 Pro models. This impressive system on a chip houses a 6-core CPU and a 5-core GPU, guaranteeing swift and efficient performance for a wide range of tasks. The iPhone 15 Plus retains the same battery life as its predecessor, the iPhone 14, but benefits from a larger internal battery, providing extended power uh, longevity. Uh, the introduction of a USB-C port um, replacing the light connector enhances both uh, wire charging and connectivity making charging more convenient the 15 pro and pro max the 15 pro and pro max models features a titanium uh, chassis that is not only lighter but also more durable with a brushed effect that minimizes fingerprint smudges additionally a usb-c port is now located at the bottom of enhanced connectivity apple has maintained the 6.7 inch oled screen from the previous pro max model and a 6.1 inch screen for the pro version both pro uh, mo uh, both pro models come with a super Super Retina XDR uh, displays that incorporate ProMotion technology. They support the always-on display feature and the recently introduced standby mode in iOS 17, delivering a dynamic and power-efficient visual experience. The 15 Pro and 15 Pro Max are both powered by the A17 Pro chip, a powerhouse that Apple asserts offers unparalleled performance within the smartphone landscape, potentially reaching the levels of high-end PCs with a redesigned GPU at its core. Apple envisions these devices as revolutionary, capable of taking the mobile gaming experience to unprecedented heights. In terms of photography, the iPhone 15 Pro incorporates a 48 megapixel camera, improving low light performance and minimizing lens flare in 
in photos. Users can seam- seamlessly switch between focal lengths 24mm, 28mm and 35mm and attain 5 times optical zoom capabilities extending up to 120mm. These models also offer support for 4K 60 ProRes uh, video recording and direct connectivity to external drives through the USB-C port. Um, and that is everything that was uh, pretty much announced at the uh, Apple event. Of course, uh, the iPhone 15, uh, iPhone 15 Plus, uh, Pro and Pro Max all go on sale on the 22nd of September, which is next Friday. All available for pre-order uh, starting from right now. And of course, the same with the Apple Watch and uh, Apple Watch Series 9 and the Apple Watch Ultra 2. Uh, again, both pre uh, available for pre-order right now. And of course, they will be available to buy from uh, the Apple Store and uh, in all good retailers as well, starting from next week, September the 22nd. Okay, let's now move on because this week we have also had a Nintendo Direct event as well happening. So, without further ado, let's go straight into this. And a Game Boy Advance Mario vs. Donkey Kong game is getting a remake. A new Donkey Kong game was announced during uh, Nintendo Direct, but it was different from what you might have been expecting. The Mario vs. Donkey Kong series has returned with a new entry called a remake uh, of the GBA game that shares its name with the entire series. Mario vs. Donkey Kong is made up of a lot of intricately... Lee uh, designed puzzle platforming levels where Mario's main goal is typically to find a key and bring it to a door. This uh, the remake adds co-op. It launches on February sixteenth, twenty twenty-four. Uh, during the uh, September direct, uh, during the June direct, Nintendo teased the new game starring Princess Peach. We learned a lot more about that game during this direct, including the fact that it is titled Princess Peach Showtime. Showtime follows Princess Peach as. Um, um, as she saves many stage shows from an evil gang, the game um, play gimmick is centered around a ribbon character named Stella, who can be used as, uh, used to attack enemies or transform Peach into different forms with unique abilities. Princess Peach Showtime will launch uh, for Nintendo Switch on March the twenty second, twenty twenty four. Next up, uh, F-Zero. So the leak was true. The long-awaited return of the F-Zero franchises is finally happening with F-Zero 99, following in the footsteps of Tetris 99 and Super Mario Bros. 35. This is a Battle Royale game based on a retro title in F-Zero's case. That means 99 players will be competing in high-octane races based on the first uh, game in the series. F-Zero 99 is available exclusively for Nintendo Switch Online members starting from now. More than halfway into the Direct, Nintendo announced that the Nintendo Gallery that it had previously teased the existence of is now a full-fledged museum, officially called the Nintendo Museum. It is in Uji, a city in Japan's Kyoto pre- uh, Prefecture. Nintendo says it will display a wide variety of products from the company's history and that the construction of it will be complete in March 2024. An opening date for the museum will be confirmed at a later time, although it shouldn't happen too long after construction concludes. And uh, to conclude the show, Nintendo revealed that a remake of Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door is in the works. This beloved GameCube Paper Mario RPG received a gorgeous visual overhaul but retains the turn-based combat of the original. Considering Paper Mario fans haven't been happy with where the series has gone since this GameCube game, a remake of it is sure to be a satisfying announcement. The Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door remake comes out in 2024. Everything else that got announced at the Direct event includes Splatoon 3's Side Order DLC uh, kicked off the show, introducing a new character named At 
patched and its floor-based encounter system it launches in spring 2024 prince of persia the lost crown got an overview segment uh, horizon chase 2 got a surprise release on switch super crazy rhythm castle got a november 14th release date spy x anya operation memories was announced and will launch in 2024 super mario rpg segment highlighted how its turn-based battles work and confirmed post-game boss rematches another code re uh, recollection was announced and will be released on january 19th 2024 uh, saga emerald beyond was announced with a 2024 release window uh, Tomb Raider 1 to 3 Remaster was announced and launches on February 14th. Detective Pikachu Returns received a dedicated segment ahead of its release next month. Uh, Trombone Champ comes to Nintendo Switch uh, today and uses the Switch's motion controls and IR camera. Mythology-based Battle Royale game Battle Crush was announced for Switch. War Tales launches um, as a Nintendo Switch console exclusive. Uh, Contra Operation Gulaga uh, was announced and releases in early 2024. Uh, Unicorn Overlord was announced by Atlas and uh, Vanillaware and comes out on March 8th, 2024. Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon comes to Switch in summer 2024 as Luigi's Mansion 2 HD. Zelda and Ganondorf Amiibo based on Tears of the Kingdom will be released on November 3rd. Extended Blade Chronicles 3 Amiibo for Noah and Mayo uh, come out on January 19th and a Sora Amiibo is in the works. Bandle um, Tale A League of Legends Story was announced. Song of Nu uh, Nunu A League of Legends Story will launch on November 1st. WarioWare Move It uh, segment showed off its motion-based uh, micro-games ahead of its no uh, November launch. Iodin Chronicles 100 Horses is a uh, Sukaden spiritual successor coming to Switch on April 23rd, 2024. Eastward uh, Octopia DLC was announced. Uh, Wargroove 2 launches as a Nintendo Switch console exclusive on October 5th. Dave the Diver is coming to Switch on October 26th with a demo available now. The final wave of the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe's Booster Course Pass DLC adds Diddy Kong, Funky Kong, Pauline and Peachette this holiday. With a cinematic trailer, Inner Sloth uh, revealed a new map for Among Us called The Fungal. A sizzle reel highlighted all of the first party Nintendo game uh, players can expect to release on Nintendo Switch between now now and summer 2024 so that is everything that was announced during the nintendo direct that happened earlier this week we also had a playstation state of play showcase as well that took place earlier this week and starting that off uh well it was actually the last thing that was announced but final fantasy vii rebirth is out on february 29th 2024 uh so Square Enix revealed that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth will be released exclusively on PS5 on February 29th. More interestingly, the end of the trailer unveiled that Rebirth will be uh, released on two separate discs. Insomniac Games re uh, released a new gameplay trailer for Spider-Man 2, where the biggest takeaway was that over 65 different spider suits will be available when the game releases next month. Insomniac notes that the original designs, in addition to suits that were depicted in comic books and movies, will be available. Uh, Capcom confirmed that its critically acclaimed remake of Resident Evil 4 is indeed getting paid post-launch content in the form of Separate Ways, which releases on September 21st. Set during the events of Resident Evil 4, players control Ada Wong, who appears a few times in the main story. We already knew that a VR mode for Resident Evil 4's PS5 version was in development, but news has been seldom until now, where Capcom shared a new gameplay trailer along with confirmation that the PSVR 2 mode will be available as a free download sometime this week. 
winter. Ubisoft showed off a new trailer for its upcoming open world game, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, at the September State of Play event. Players will control a Navi who was abducted uh, by the RDA and trained in human ways as one of the last members of the Sorrento uh, clan. Players will return to Pandora in a fish-out-of-water type experience. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora is out December 7th. Sony is adding more options to provide some personal flair to your PS5. Um, during the state of play, the company announced the Deep uh, Earth Collection, a new line of accessories that includes three new colours, Volcanic Red, Cobate uh, um, Blue and Sterling Silver. These new colours will be available as console covers and DualSense controllers. The red and blue faceplates and DualSense controllers will arrive on November 3rd, while the silver colour for both will be available on January 26th, 2024. Bennett Foddy, the developer behind Getting Over It, announced that his next game uh, will arrive in the summer of 2024. Published by Devolver Digital Baby Steps, based on its new trailer, looks a lot like a walking simulator where players control Nate, who walks this world one step at a time. After an announcement last week that Roblox was coming to PlayStation consoles, today's State of Play uh, revealed that the PS4 version of the game will arrive on October 10th and it includes cross-platform support. After being announced over two years ago, Endreams officially announced that Ghost Busters Rise of the Ghost Lord will release on October 26th, just in time for Halloween. Set in San Francisco, players run their own ghostbusting business. Players will have the chance to play solo or with up to three friends as they try and stop the powerful Ghost Lord and his band of malevolent ghosts from causing chaos. We already knew that Arrowhead was working on a sequel to its 2015 top shooter game and after an initial announcement in May, the developer announced that Helldivers 2 will arrive on PS5 and PC on February 8th, 2024. Following its colourful reveal in May, Square Enix announced that its Splatoon-esque shooter Foam Stars is getting an open beta. The beta will be available on PS5 and will commence on September 29th and conclude on October 1st. Uh, Bandai Namco Studios made a jaw-dropping surprise announcing that its over two-year-old RPG Tales of Arise is getting an expansion subtitled Beyond the Dawn. The expansion arrives on November 9th. So that is everything that was announced uh, during the state of play. Now, this is something that I didn't talk about last week, which I totally forgot to talk about, so I'm going to talk about it now. But Marvel have delayed some of their Phase 5 uh, TV shows for Disney+. Plus. Uh, so, first of all, Echo was the first one. So, Echo was originally set to premiere on Disney+, Plus um, on November 29th, but the series was pushed back to January 2024. Instead of releasing one episode per week, as all previous live-action MCU shows have, all six ep episodes of Echo were going to hit the platform on that same premiere date. Um, it, Echo's delay comes as a bit of a surprise as many reports and rumours stated that it would still meet its initial release date of November 29th despite the ongoing strikes. It is also important to remember that Disney is in the midst of some cutbacks and cost-cutting initiatives however which could be one factor in the show being moved to 2024. The next MCU title that had its release date shifted was Season 2 of the animated What If series. Originally set to come out in early 2023, What If Season 2 was then delayed indefinitely. However, it is now eyeing a release window of sometime around Christmas 2023. Seeing as how Christmas Day is on a Monday... Uh, the MCU has historically debuted new Disney Plus episodes on either Wednesdays or Fridays. What if Season 2 could potentially hit the streaming platform on Friday, December 22nd, Wednesday, December 27th, or Friday, December 29th? Or, alternatively, they could break 
this rule of releasing their shows on a Wednesday or a Friday. And for this once in a rare blue moon, shall we say, they might end up deciding to release What If Season 2 on Christmas Day itself. X-Men 97. Uh, so X-Men 97 is another animated project that was officially delayed. The show was initially supposed to come out on Disney Plus sometime in autumn 2023. However, it was moved back to an early 2024 release window without a specific date attached. The upcoming show will be a continuation of the animated series that premiered throughout the 1990s and it was even teased that a season 2 is already in the works. Ironheart. Dominique Thorne's Riri Williams was first introduced in Black Panther Wakanda Forever, but even before the first time she was seen on screen, fans were already expecting a solo project centred around the character to hit Disney Plus in autumn 2023. That show, which is titled Ironheart, was reportedly moved back to sometime in 2024, but it was just recently delayed officially with no release window attached. The ongoing strikes were noted as the reason for the delay. The WandaVision spin-off, Agatha Darkhold Diaries, already went through a number of changes during its production process. Its official title was already shifted twice, and a report in July stated that its release window would be moved back from 2023 to mid-2024. However, its delay just recently became official, and the witchy project is now set for a timely prem uh, premiere in autumn 2024, in the lead up to Halloween. Daredevil Born Again. Daredevil Born Again immediately became one of the most anticipated up upcoming projects in the entire Phase 5 slate when it was initially announced. However, fans will have to wait a bit longer than expected to see it finally hit Disney+, Plus, as its production was halted due to the strikes. The show was originally scheduled to come out in spring 2024, and it's now likely that it will not premiere until 2025. And Wonder Man. Wonder Man is yet another future Phase 5 MCU show that was officially delayed. Not much is currently known about the project as a whole, aside from it starring uh, Yaya uh, Abdul-Mateen 2 uh, in the titular role and centering around a superhero in Hollywood. Wonder Man never had an official release window on Disney+, Plus, but it was in the middle of production when it was shut down due to to the strikes the mcu will next be heard from on disney plus when loki season two hits the service on october 6th so that is the next marvel um, project that you will see speaking of marvel as well coming up on disney plus in october on october 20th uh you are going to be seeing uh, Werewolf by Night. Now, obviously, this came out back uh, last Halloween. However, though, not all of it was in colour. Most of that um, special was in black and white. And there was only, I'd say, sort of like the last five minutes of that project that we saw in colour. Anyway, Disney have now announced that uh, Werewolf by Night in colour is coming to Disney Plus 
on October 20th. Uh, so that'll be available for you then. Uh, also as well this week we've had uh, some movie trailers as well. Uh, so we've had one from Dark Harvest. One from Appendage as well. Which looks really really good. We've had a release date for Big Mouth which is October 20th as well. So season 7 of Big Mouth is coming on October 20th. Uh, also as well it's been confirmed that Chucky uh, Series 3 has been broken up into two parts. Part 1 is going to be 4 episodes long. And obviously part two will we'll be seeing the rest of the series and part two is expected to air sometime in 2024. Fingers crossed once all the strikes are done and over with, hopefully. So we'll have a look at that uh, for you then. Uh, also as well, um, also as well, what else was there that I've got to talk? Oh yeah, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, uh, the first trailer for that got released earlier this week. That does look really, really decent, can I just say. Um, and also as well, we also got a brand new trailer for Mike Flanagan's next Netflix project, which is called uh, The Fall of the House of the Usher, uh, which is coming on October 12th, I believe it is. Um, and I really can't wait to see that. So it does look really, really interesting. We also got a brand new trailer uh, this week for the upcoming show that's coming to Disney Plus Worldwide and on Hulu as well uh, in the US uh, called Goosebumps. Um, so that also looks really, really good. Um, so yeah, so we've got quite a few things that were coming up, uh, for you. Um, so also as well, the Boogeyman, uh, which came out earlier this year, it's been confirmed that it's going to be arriving on, uh, Hulu in the United States on October 5th. Um, so I'm going to assume that, I mean, we haven't had any confirmation yet about it, but I'm going to safely assume that it might also, um, be... Uh, it might also be in, uh, it might be also on Disney Plus as well. So we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see for that one. But anyway, um, yeah, so there we go. Uh, of course, as soon as I do get uh, details about it, I will, uh, of course, let you guys know about that. So there we go. Um, so yeah, so there we go. Uh, right, anyway, also as well, we have got a brand new series incoming from John Carpenter as well called Suburban Screams. Uh, that's going to be releasing on the US streaming service Peacock um, later in October as well. So it looks very interesting. I did see a trailer for it yesterday, actually. So uh, I can't wait to watch that when that does drop. Uh, so yeah, so there is a lot of uh, horror content uh, for us horror fans uh, to be enjoying um, over the next uh, month or so, I'm going to say, especially in time for uh, spooky season. So there we go. Anyway, so that is um, all the latest news I'm going to talk about for now, uh, by the way. Um, also as well, last week, very quick, um, I went to Comic-Con as well it, um, in Bournemouth in Dorset. Uh, I had a really good time, can I just say? A massive thank you uh, to Showmasters for putting on that show. Really do appreciate them for putting on that show. Uh, I'm really hoping that there is going to be a 2024 um, show coming. Um, I really hope so, uh, because if there is, I would definitely go back. Um, I had really, I had a lot of fun. Um, you know, I got to meet Sylvester McCoy. I got to meet, uh, Colin Baker as well. Mandip Gill as well. And can I just say, right, Mandip Gill 
is such a a very lovely actress um very humble very kind very down to earth as well um you know and very welcoming as well so uh yeah um so yeah so a massive thank you uh to mandip gill for for chatting to me and and to everyone really at the comic con event thank you so much for chatting to me because honestly i really do appreciate it a lot we also had the main actor behind winnie the pooh blood and honey 2 um and blood and honey as well he was there in presence as well and so was uh one of the characters uh from winnie the pooh blood and honey as well uh which was uh uh the actress is called uh natasha tosini um she was yeah she was really nice um i'm trying i can't remember what her name what her character was it was La uh laura uh lara lara uh so yeah so honestly she was she was really lovely um i really did enjoy having her there as well so and i did get to talk to her for a good five or ten minutes so yeah so honestly um i'm really i'm really glad that you know that obviously we've um that i went there um but yeah honestly i got my photo taken i had a photo i had a selfie or well, someone took a photo on my phone of me with mandip girl which was really really nice um on sunday last week so yeah and you know i got to go to their q a's as well and ask some questions at their q a's um yeah uh you know to be honest with you i'm not gonna lie i was really starstruck but at the same time i was just so in awe because i was surrounded by some very talented and living legends um you know there and it, it kind of felt weird talking to them but in a good way you know um so yeah so honestly i really do appreciate um going to that comic con event that happened last week um so and i really hopefully i really hope and pray that we do get um another comic con event so i i did say i actually i did comment on natasha's um instagram post um and she actually replied to my comment saying um you're um you're very sweet thank you uh which was yeah i said to her it was such an honor to to talk to her and, and stuff like that and i said i do hope someday that our paths do cross again um so that i can talk more about horror with you because i know that she is it's no secret because she has posted this uh on her instagram uh stories but she is going to be in the upcoming cinderella horror movie which is titled cinderella's curse and she is also going to be in... I, know, I found this out the other day, but she's also going to be in another horror movie. There's two horror movies, by the way, that's been turned in, from nursery rhymes into horror adaptations. The first one being Mary Had a Little Lamb, and the second one being The Three Blind Mice. Now, Natasha Tassini is going to be in the Three Blind Mice movie. So I'm going to check that out when that does come out. So, um, And I'm really looking forward to seeing her in that as well i didn't even know that she was going to be in that movie until i searched it the other day to watch the trailer to find that she was listed as being cast in that film so i never really i never really thought i was too interested in what her take on horror was that i never actually asked her when i was there what's your next projects what projects have you got in the pipeline so you know it's very interesting but anyway i'm really glad to see that she is um, doing some other roles as well and I really can't wait to see her in those other roles in uh, some of these 
probably lesser known horror films. They're gonna, I think they're probably gonna be a bit more like low budgeted horrors, but. You know, this is where quite a lot of actors do start off. You know, they start off on low-budget films, they then move up, and they start to star in these bigger roles. And hopefully, Natasha Tassini is going to be one of them uh, one day, where we see her, obviously, she started off in the Winnie the Pooh films, um, um, you know, in the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey film, and obviously now she's starting to kind of make a name for herself in the horror industry by doing all these other... I'm going to say low-budget horror films. But the more she does, then the more she's going to get recognised and then she'll be, she'll probably go on to star in bigger films, you know. And I can't wait because, honestly, when that day happens, you know, I will, obviously I support her right now as an actress uh, in these um, in these films that she's doing at the moment. But, you know, one day when she's, like, up there with other uh, horror movie icons, when you think of, like, um, like Jamie Lee Curtis and Neve Campbell and, and stuff like that. At least I could safely say, I met that woman once. Even if it's just the once. Yeah, I could just say, I met her once and she was very, very lovely, very, very kind. So, yeah, honestly, I really do appreciate going to the Comic-Con event that happened in Bournemouth uh, last weekend. It was such a thrill, such a great time. Really enjoyed it. I do have a YouTube video up, actually, about my time at Comic-Con. So feel free to check that out. It's over on my YouTube channel, uh, uh, Steve Official. Uh, and feel free to give it a like. Leave a comment in the comment section down below. And if you are new to my YouTube channel, feel free to hit that subscribe button as well. Uh, anyway, you know what's great is I've literally done two YouTube videos. One that's coming out. Actually, it's out right now. It's called uh, The Apple Event September 2023. Uh, so if you want a more visual in-depth into my Apple event uh, news, then you can check out the YouTube video. But I've also got one coming out tomorrow as well, which is me talking about the direct and state of play. Uh, that video is out at 4pm UK time. And by the way, on Monday next week, I do have a weekly vlog coming out. Again, 4pm UK time is when that weekly vlog is coming out on my YouTube channel. So feel free to check that out then. Um, right, anyway, is there anything else for me to go into? I don't think there is... Um, no, I don't think, I don't think there is. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to very quickly talk about, um, the, uh, some movies that I've been watching over the last, um, week. I'm going to start with, uh, let, let me have a look actually. Let me start with, I'll tell you what, I'm going to start with landscape with invisible hands. Okay. Uh, there's a slight part of me that wanted to take this movie, I gave it a two and a half star rating, right? There's a slight part of me that wanted to take this movie seriously, but then there was another part of me that really couldn't take this movie seriously. It's a sci-fi comedy drama about two teenagers who decide to live stream a series about them falling in love. However, these weird and bizarre aliens find out that they are faking their love to make money to help out their families. Therefore, these aliens decide to take them to court. Now, first of all, I just couldn't keep a straight face every time these weird CGI aliens appeared on screen. Secondly, why did it look like there was a city where these aliens live on was in the sky, but it looked like the bottom of it was an Oreo biscuit? Was this intentional? Secondly, what's with this rather annoying scratching tentacles intensively thing that the aliens did every time they spoke to the humans? This movie, I would say, was pretty decent and does have a decent concept behind 
Uh, it, however, at times, could be rather annoying and frustrating, especially with the aliens talking uh, to the humans. The next movie that I did watch uh, this week was The Little Mermaid, which I gave two and a half stars. I'll be honest. In this review, I didn't see this in cinemas because... The reason being was after watching the trailer, this film didn't really interest me to watch it in cinemas. And not only that, but I also don't have faith in Disney turning historic animated movies into live action pieces. I've seen too many of these to say that I have no faith in Disney turning them into live action films from animation. I would say though Halle Bailey did a great job as Ariel in this film and that her performance shined in this movie. I also thought surprisingly that Ursula who was played by Melissa McCarthy an actress who I can't really stand did an exceptionally great job as the evil Ursula in the movie. I thought Aquafina was great too in the movie but aside from this I can't really give the movie any more positive feedback. I can understand why this movie is a hit for Disney fans and I can also understand why people love it but sadly for me I didn't enjoy watching this movie as much as I'd hoped I would. Um, I felt like the songs were going on forever and ever and Sebastian Flounder's live action designs could have looked a little more better because compare them to the animated versions of the characters and they look way more better in the animated version than they do in the live action version. Uh, next movie I watched was Focus, um, which I gave three stars. Focus stars Will Smith and Margot Robbie, two of my favourite actors. And I'm going to be honest, Margot Robbie stole the show for me a lot more than what Will Smith did. I thought as I was reviewing this movie after watching that I was going to say that Will Smith stole the show. However, though, it was Margot that did. But that's not to say that I still enjoyed this film as it was a cute and fun movie to watch. And I did enjoy it as well. Also loved the soundtrack uh, to this movie as well. The next movie I watched was The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Uh, the Last Voyage of the Demeter was a really decent movie, if I'm honest. I really loved the character developments in this two-hour-long movie, and I also thought that the pacing uh, throughout this was also really good too. I do wonder whether or not this movie will have a sequel or not, given the fact that the movie only earned half of its budget, uh, $45 million budget back during its theatrical worldwide run at the box office, but the film did seemingly end on an open end, so will be interesting to see if they do decide to make a sequel in the future. The other thing that I loved about this movie is... The design of Dracula, which we see throughout the film. I love the fact that Dracula reminds me of the same Dracula creature we see in the classic horror movie Salem's Lot. But I also like to think that this is also the most fearsome Dracula that I've ever, that I've seen uh, in a Dracula horror movie. I also love the fact that they went with a creature version of Dracula rather than a human version of Dracula like they have done in many films before. The next film that I watched was The Passenger, which I gave four stars. I was a little worried about watching this film, but it turns out it is probably one of the best hidden gem psychological thriller movies of 2023. The Passenger is by the production company Blumhouse Productions um, and is an MGM Plus original movie. I really love this movie because, yes, it did have some violence in it and the violence we see throughout is pretty gory i will say but the film does also have a deep meaningful emotion as well especially during the third act of the movie yes this movie is fun and is fun throughout but the emotional impact we see in the third act of the film is what makes this movie even better i will definitely be re-watching this one from time and time again because as mentioned this is one of my favorite 
psychological thrillers of 2023. And the next movie I watched was Shortcomings, which I gave three and a half stars. Now, wait a second. This movie is out. Is about um, a movie buff um, who has no luck with the ladies. And why does this sound like me? Also, why do I feel like this film personally attacked me? Anyway, this movie is brilliant and witty. There is some standout jokes and references in this movie, which I really enjoyed and actually had a chuckle to as well. Given that this is Randall Park's debut as a director, I would love to see him do more movies like this, especially with the comedy aspect thrown in here. The script for this movie, I would say, was brilliant and it's an easy watch as well with the running time being only an hour and a half. And the final movie that I watched, which I gave four stars, is Theatre Camp. From someone who you would never really see in a theatre, I decided to give this one a watch and turns out that I really enjoyed this film a lot more than I expected. The children in this movie are very talented and I love the choreography in this as well. The singing was also absolutely fantastic throughout this, particularly in the third act of the movie. I would definitely say to give this movie a watch, as I do recommend it, for those looking for a feel-good comedy movie. And it's also an easy watch with the movie only being an hour and a half long. So there we go. That is my thoughts on some of the movies that I've been watching uh, this week. Very quickly, I do also want to confirm that One Piece, I watched One Piece this week. Such a fantastic show on Netflix, okay? It's based on the anime series, which, by the way, I have never seen before. And it has been confirmed that season two is in the works. The producers behind that show have said that I think they've written six seasons um for this show but they're kind of hopeful that netflix could renew this for for 12 seasons um so we'll have to wait and see but it is such a fun show and i'm not one that normally watches shows about pirates or anything like that but because i was hearing so much positive feedback about this show i decided to give this show a binge watch earlier this week and i can safely say fantastic show definitely recommend it even if you're not an anime fan uh, or have never seen anime before i still recommend this show it is such a feel-good show there's a couple of villains in this that i really like in particular buggy the clown i really love him as a villain i really hope and pray that he comes back for season two um also as well Luft, uh, luffy as well uh, uh, Luffy was really, really good. I love the main actor that plays that character in the show as well. So, yeah, honestly, fantastic show. Definitely do recommend it. And that is all that I've got time for for this week's podcast. Thank you for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the podcast. Coming up next week, by the way, I am going to do a couple of album reviews. I've got some movie reviews coming out. And also as well, I'm going to be uh, talking about all the latest news from this past week as well. Okay, but until then, feel free to give me a follow on X, formerly known as Twitter, which is at SteveFlix Plus. Follow me on Instagram, SteveGramOfficial or The Geeky Stevie. And don't forget as well, you can feel free to check, uh, check out my YouTube channel, SteveOfficial. Uh, and feel free to subscribe to my channel. So your next uh, podcast is coming up on Friday next week, uh, which will be Friday the 22nd of September. But until then, though, it's goodbye. Thanks for listening, and I'll speak to you guys again in my next weekly podcast.
Steve's Weekly Podcast.